This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Lester Till I Die TV, your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube I'm following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on, you foxes! Are you ready? I'm saying... Are you ready? Hello. Good evening, fellow Fox fans. How the devil are you? 
got uh, got a little a little graphic to go with my catchphrase now. How are you feeling? I've got to be honest with you. Before the game, I, I was actually saying I would take a draw, but at the moment I feel like like a like a guy on his wedding night who's got up to the boudoir, got undressed, seen his beautiful wife laying naked on the bed. And then realizing I'd left me Viagra pills downstairs. I mean, you know, it, we were we were so close to a amazing performance, and it just didn't quite come off, did it? We're going to discuss why, uh, and it's a late one. So get your carpet slippers on, get your cocoa ready, get your hot water bottle in your lap, and we will discuss it. Um, I'm going to say a few hellos first of all, and let us have a look. Charlie, good evening, Charlie, Man City fan. Good win for you last night. Disappointing result. Do you know what? I remember when Man City first became rich, and uh, I'm not having a dig here, but for the first, was it three, four, five seasons, you could not get out of the group. And it's only kind of like that with us. I mean, you know, Napoli is probably one of the biggest teams we've played in European football since, well, since we won the Premier League, if you like. James, Everton fan, evening, Chris. Good evening. How the devil are you, sir? Hope you well. Nippon, a Chelsea fan. How the devil are you? Um, Doug, good evening, sir. Um, feel like a different... Yes, like I've just said, it does. You know, I... I, I Feel like I've left my Viagra downstairs. Um, Nippon, indeed, how the devil are you? David Gamble, good evening, sir. Thank you for joining us. Talking about leaving your Viagra downstairs on the wedding night, he's back. He is. And let's say a very good evening to, to Josh. Welcome back, mate. Good evening, Chris. How are you, pal? I'm, I'm all right. I hope I hope you didn't have that problem. Um, but it's been <laughs> a it's not. been a long time. You were unmarried <laughs> before. You're married now. I hopefully you your beautiful lady wife and like you said we said before you did scrub up well and your beautiful children. I hope you all had a lovely day and it's nice to have you back. Um, Thank you very much. Yeah, it was amazing, mate. Part I'd say it's. Uh... Up there, one of the best days of my life with the FA Cup winning the Premier League title win. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I presume she's not close by. <laughs> no, she's gone dead. <laughs> Just say, this is Lester Till I Die TV. We are on uh, Facebook, Lester Till I Die, the group. Twitter, at Lester TID. And YouTube, Lester Till I Die TV. Sorry, Twitter is at Lester TID. I, I don't know what, what I'm saying here, to be totally honest with you. Let's get somebody who always knows what he's saying in. Brad, good evening, sir. Evening, sir. That was a strange one, wasn't it? It, it was a bit of an, an up and down one, wasn't it? And, you know, we went through all the emotions. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Yeah, definitely went through the emotions. Went for a bit down the flashbacks with uh, some of the officiating, but you know, the channel's only just got its monetization, so I'll leave them post chat. Yes, so, please, <laughs> please don't but, say anything. I mean, let, let, let's get this let's get this out of the way first of all, because um, it was two two, 
Um, I must admit, earlier on, I did post on um, Twitter when Celtic went from being 2-0 up to being 4-3 down at the end. Could you hear Chris Sutton sing? Um, I did think that was going to come back and bite me on the arse. 2-2 it finished. Perez, what can I say? Always told you he was an amazing player. Barnes and obviously... Osman, Ozzie, well, yeah, that guy scored two, obviously, for Napoli in the second half. But let's let's get the elephant in the room out the way first, gentlemen. And Josh, let me come to you first. And let me just get rid of this and put that up back up there. <sighs> that referee was shit, wasn't he? Terrible. Absolutely. I mean... There's a few decisions that I would, uh, at the time, I, I was baffled that actually gave them. And then by replays, you can sort of see, well, yeah, you know, maybe give them the benefit of the doubt. But overall, it's, it's, as I say, it makes it sound like we're quite bitter. You know, it's a decent result at the end of the day. Disappointing, obviously, after being 2 0 up. That, uh, as, refereeing, as refereeing performances go, I thought it, it disgraceful, really. Absolutely disgraceful. Disgrace, disgraceful. <laughs> I mean, one of the biggest so cheers, Brad. It was, it was disappointing. Yeah, one of the biggest cheers, Brad, was when we actually got a got a free kick, uh, almost a big a bigger cheer, as when we scored the goals. I mean, I have never seen. To be honest with you, looking at that, if it came out that that referee had been bought by Napoli, I wouldn't be surprised. He was a disgrace to the referee in. And, you know, referees can be bad for both sides. I accept that. And they can be good for them. You know, not every referee is going to be like Kalino, whatever he was called. But he was biased, was he not? It certainly seemed that. He, with his card distribution, that's the one thing that got me. Uh, evening, Nippan. Um, my thing is, right, I've got nothing wrong with referees being bad for both sides if at least you're going to be bad at your job be consistently bad that's that's one thing you'd, you'd rather have in an official in the weirdest sort of way mm. but he was very soft at giving yellow cards I still really can't figure out why indeed he got two yellow cards I don't know how that's a second yellow like you know like Matt said there was you know there was a few um, a Josh oh, I forget names you see you've been on that long mate I forgot your name uh, I forgot I'm mixing up names as Josh yeah, Gosh. that's what I meant to say. I was testing him. I was waiting for him to step in. He's not you, I call him worse off camera, so don't worry well, about not, him, mate. Um, like Josh said, there was probably a few instances that when you actually look back at the replay and go, all right, he has given him a bit more in there. But again, it was them instances were riling the crowd because them instances were probably fans that were going, maybe he has nicked him. And the referee was like, well, there you go. Let's card. Let's card. Let's card. Let's do you, 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 You've done it. But then our players whether there was minimal contact or not, do the exact same as Napoli. And I'm not bashing Natalie for the way they did it. They do it in the Italian league. We know very well what the Italian league's like. They did nothing different to what they do every week in the sense that they feel Gee. the tackle and go down. Well, Gee. they feel the tackle, they go down, they get away with it in that decision. Call it what you want, but they went down softly. They got decisions. We went down softly in the end, didn't get the decisions. You can't blame Napoli for doing exactly what was given if it wasn't given for the opposition. That's not for them to bother about. If something, Brad, oh sorry, I've got no, you've got no. me with the names now, Josh. Uh, I mean, that referee he might as well have been sponsored by Clinton's, mightn't he? I mean, you know, five yellows and a red to Leicester. 
two yellows to to Napoli. And what what got me was yes, we know that the the, the Europeans are cheats. We know they'll go down. You know, we, we saw that in the Villarreal friendly with, with with the horrendous tackle on Fafana. We know that the dirty bastards. You know, most of the time. But what? No, no, they are. You know, I mean, they do. We do know they cheat, and we do know that. You know, you 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 run past them, you fart, they fall down, holding your leg. Just look at that Italian guy in the Euros. One minute he was he was like he'd been shot. The next minute, because they scored, he was up and celebrating the goal. To me, that is cheating, and that is most European teams. They cheat. But what gets me is the fact that. They were going down and getting the free kicks. Our players were going down for whatever, whether it was free kicks, not getting them. He was just absolutely shit refereeing. And I don't care about the monetarization. I'll say it again. It was shit refereeing. It was, it, it was really, really poor. Um, I suppose, even, you know, even, even when we're tuning it up, you know, some decisions were for. Just, I just didn't understand it, you know. I think Napoli played the occasion pretty well, to be honest with you. And you know, I think um, you could sort of tell that they've been playing, you know, Champions League, Europa League football for for a lot longer than us. And maybe they played the referee on certain occasions where you know they're all buying little niggly fouls here and there. But having said that, again, like you said, Chris, we we literally got nothing, nothing out of him really. I think um, I can. I think it was like halfway, more or less halfway through the second half, and I think going back to what you said about, you know, a, a cheer from he actually gave, gave us, you know, given us a foul. It was like free kick to us halfway, about middle 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 of the pitch, something like this, and it just goes to show that how how poor he was. Again, I don't want to sound bitter because I've I've not really want to sort of blame referees. They've got an odd enough job as it is, but it's an art, mate. Just absolutely shocking. Really, really poor. And, mm. Yeah, I'd like to see, you know, I'd like to sort of read something about him getting investigated in the next few weeks. It probably won't happen. But, some of their, <laughs> but, but you could believe it if he was, wouldn't you? You know, I mean, Brad, Scott Scott says here, Brad, um, I'm shocked the referee didn't book Daka or Nacho with the amount of fouls against them for simulating. I don't. Sorry, you have to word that question again. I don't. Yeah, I, I'm not. You see, I, I was hoping you knew because I'm Scott. You're going to have to kind of maybe reword that. He didn't book Daka or Nacho with the amount of fouls against them for simulating. I'd come come back to us on that one, Scott. Um, but hey, scream, dream, dream start, Brad. Dream start. Um, you might just want to move your head down a little bit because again, I you, can't. You, you've, you got you know. that, you've got that badge in an awkward position, and there's nothing I can do. I'm gonna have to sit up here, mate. I'm gonna have to set myself if I can't sit on the floor. That's fine. I Let me just see if I move you like that. There we go. There we go. Yeah, that, um, it's just I, I, can, I, can, I can go to the side. I can go. Yeah, I, can't, um, I just can't work the angle. I just you, you've made such an effort with cutting your hair and trimming your beard that I want, I want the world to see it. <laughs> but dream start. With, like I say, Perez, didn't we always know what a fantastically good striker he was? No, he's still not good. He <laughs> did his job once out of 33 games. I'm going to give him credit. Thanks for being in the right place at the right time. Thanks for turning in a good 45 minutes. The next time you back that up consistently, you might turn my head a bit. But aside from that, he 
scored a goal, got in the right position, can't ask, can't fault him more. Gets an eight out of ten for his first half, but it doesn't change my opinion on him. I still think he's out of his league, respectively, in 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 the levels of intensity, and I still think he's not good enough for Leicester. Prove me wrong. Use this as your marker, mate. I don't think you can because you're off for the next game against Brighton as well. His suspension's back in play for that, but more of it, please, then, if you're this good. Prove me wrong. Um, Josh, he, he scored the goal, yes, uh, and, you know, he, he took it well. Um, I still don't think he had a brilliant game, and I'm not going to go out and say he, he was rubbish, what have you, but, again, you know, my, my son was watching it with me, and he said, like, there's so many passes... He's just, apart from the goal, he didn't really offer as much. He didn't really. I mean, like you say, he, he, he took his goal first 2020. He actually uh, pretty well, you know, putting himself about a bit, but he just seemed to use all of his energy up within the first 20 minutes, really. Mm. And then after that, he just, he were a bit uh, anonymous, um, which was, it, it sort of, Say the first twenty minutes, you think, well, if he, you know, if he could carry this on, then if he, you know, pick up a bit of form that way. Again, after that, he just, he, like I say, the boil. But having said that, um, we didn't really see much of the ball for no. uh, a lot of the first half, did we? You know, so there's not, there's not a lot more we could that he could have done. I thought his tracking was pretty good. He was, you know, defensively, he was, he was all right. He was, you know, getting back and helping a lot, but. Um, over than that, first 15-20 minutes. Yeah, can you turn your volume up at all? At all, Josh, you're a little bit faint. I don't know if you can do anything with that at all. Is that any better? No, maybe maybe a tad. So I can I can still hear you. I don't know. Oops, and he's gone. Brad, <laughs> I'll have to go I'll come to you. What Scott was basically, what he's saying is, basically what he was trying to say is um, how much the referee wanted to book our players and the challenges made on both Daco and Nacho, shot they didn't get done for simulating. Uh, right, just, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I get where you're coming from now, yeah. Yeah, I suppose, uh, you know, if you don't laugh, it's one of them, if you don't laugh, you'll cry moments, because I did really feel the way the game went. And look, let's not take anything away from the occasion, from myself, mm. as, as, as daunting as obvious as it was. The officials may have been given poor decisions, but none of their decisions, thankfully, led to a goal or led to, you know something dodgy being given, like a soft penalty. I was half expecting a penalty half the time they went over. It's the mm. only time the referee seemed to have any fair bottle about him. But we weren't at our game either. That doesn't that doesn't help. You know, at times, which is expectant, you know, it's Napoli. They're a very good side. They're probably people's favourites to win the competition, let alone... Joint favourites with us, apparently. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'd imagine, you know... There's a lot of people that if everybody had turned up to the ground and been told it's going to end 2-2, you know, spoiler alert, it's going to end 2-2, they'd have snapped your hand off for it. You know, it was one of them where we think we switched off at key moments. Um, I wonder if maybe Kaglisayunchu, who didn't do anything wrong, had a fairly solid game, but for someone who keeps having 
slight moments where he lost um what's his face there, goal scorer. When he's when his name's up, I can pronounce it, but when I don't know it, I forget it. I'm horrible tonight with my yet. No, the, their goal scorer. What's his name? Oh, oh and I can pronounce it. So the guy, yeah, begin just say goal it, it, Lazio goal goal scorer because I can't yeah, pronounce Napoli, it either. Napoli striker. Once I see it or someone writes it, I'll know. I'll be able to say it. Um, but anyway, he kind of let him drift in on him. He didn't seem to react the quickest. Like I said, yeah. I think he had he had a, a, a fairly safe and fairly good uh, half hour or so that he was on the pitch. My biggest yeah. concern is every time something like that happens. Kagai Sonchu, it, it around Sonchu, it just seems to always come, you know, end up in a goal for the opposition. And I just wondered maybe Rogers was hoping he'd get away with it tonight, would see the game out 2 1 and it wouldn't bother him. But I just wonder how mentally that's prepping on him. Because one single mistake when you're on a bad run of form and everything you seem to do turns to the proverbial, as they say, mm. and, or affects the club in a big way, i.e., conceding a goal. That has a mental toll on you. And I just wonder if maybe Evans and Vestergaard are the start pair going forward while Sonja gets his confidence back. Mm. Because even though there wasn't really much wrong with his gameplay, that one mistake will add to the mistakes he's been making with Leicester and over the international break in Euros. Going back to the start of the game, I mean, the team was announced. Uh, I was really excited by this team, not going to lie. Uh, apart from, I was surprised Perez was 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 picked uh, again. I'm not going to lie on that bit either. I thought uh, Luckman might might have started, uh, or even sort of um, Jews behold. But I mean, I looked at that and I thought, yep, yeah, you know, Inacho and Daka. And I could be honest with you, look at that, you know, look at that bench. And there's there's a lot of teams would look at that and go, bloody hell, we'd like a, we'd like a team like that. It. It's looking really that we've got strength in depth this season. But what were yeah. your thoughts on 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 the on the starting lineup? I was fairly happy with it. I mean, probably the fact that Lutman, um, it seems that Brendan's trying to ease people in this year instead of feeling the need to throw them in at the deep end when they're not quite up to scratch and not quite ready, uh, is kind of benefiting him. I think the fact that obviously Perez was free from suspension um, gave him a chance to get another 90, well, it turns out to be 45 minutes, but get a start under his belt, see what he could do. Because obviously for the next two games, he's not in contention at all. No matter how well he trained or performed tonight, he was never in contention. But if he had a good 45 minutes, um, obviously what will go in his favour is whether his whole performance was great or not, he did get the opening goal. He was in the right position to, to, to put the ball in the back of the net. And, you know, it will go down well for when his suspension's up that Brendan Rodgers, no, no doubt, thinks about putting his plans. Lukeman also gets the chance for the Premiership games to probably see a bit of minutes. Yeah, But there's, like you said, Chris, with the debt, I don't think there's many starting 11 combinations that anybody could try out. You know, as couch managers could put together an 11, I don't think there's many 11s you could realistically put out, not joking ones aside, like maybe someone put Jakubovic in goal or something like that. There isn't too many players out there you wouldn't be too happy or too concerned about seeing them on the starting 11 pitch. Yeah, And that's a really good thing that Leicester wanted to get solved the season, and it's showing. 
And I must admit, Thomas makes a point, and I've got to say I agree with him here. A great match. I think the performance was great, and we made a serious side who have been unbelievable in the last few games look average. Should have got oh. the win, but got to take the positives from it. I would, I've got to be honest with you, agree with that totally. Yeah. The last quarter of the game, yes, it was all Napoli. Once they got that goal, that gave them that extra belief, as it does with teams. But yes. this was a performance of the ilk of, against Manchester City. This wasn't the Norwich, this wasn't the Wolves' performance. And we'll come on to sort of what, what, um, what the ratings were later. But I thought, as Thomas said there, at times, and, I, I you know, this, we, we, there was too much at the back that was too close that we just nearly gave it away. And, and I don't like that. You know I don't like that. But sometimes there were some amazing little interactions between our players. We were closing them down. And I would say for three quarters of that match, we were the better team. Yeah, we definitely had a very strong period. I think if you were to put a blot on the performance itself, um, I think, and I know I'm going to quote some form of stat here, but I'm glad you sat down, Chris. But I think the one that was the, the only concern I've got the me, stats ready for later, mate. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> well, the only one that really concerns me is, it's probably not even really a stat, is Leicester didn't have enough of the ball and do the right thing with it. I think more times than not, you know, when it was good, it was great. It was bang, pass, forward, gone, recycled, cut them open, made an open, got the ball forward. And then sometimes it was, no, you have it, no, you have it. We're too close together. The ball stuck under our feet. We've made a pass. It's gone out of play. It's gone to a Napoli player. And that has been a pattern over the course of this season in the, in the first five games we've played in, in, in this season in all competitions. Six, if you include the English Super Cup. Um, you know, I, there has been periods of the game when Leicester have been on the back foot, maybe look a bit panicky, a bit desperate sometimes with defending, which again, when it's been desperate defending, it's been absolute desperate defending of quality, if, it, if there even is such a thing. But it, it, it's them moments in the middle where just when you can hear the crowd going, please just get it right, get it forward and get it gone. And that pass goes astray or it goes just behind Barnes or it goes out of play for throw and so-and-so isn't on the ball quick enough. You could hear the airs of frustrations and you felt it watching it at home, didn't you? You, felt, you almost felt yourself seeing the pass, watching it and then just going, oh, for God's sake. Mm. Not what we needed. And just when it seems like we were digging ourselves out of trouble and not composed, you got it into that final quarter. And more times than not, unfortunately, we're still not quite getting it right. You could flip it and say, at least we're trying to make these create creative passes and trying to split these good quality defences open because Natalie are a good quality side. They've had a flyer in Serie A, as far as I, I'm aware of. And they're a very good side. Like you said, there's reasons they are red hot favourites to win this tournament. We're probably playing one of the hardest sides currently in Europa League and we're in our group. Well, this is what I was going to say. We have to remember that, and you know, um, just hi, Luca. Hi, Static. Thanks for, for joining us. Um, I mean, you know, th this this is the Italian team. I know they've only played three games, but they beat Juventus, and you could argue it was a weakened team, but they thought they beat Juventus at the weekend. 
Um, you know, the the, the play one three. No, sorry, played three, won three, scored six, conceded two, nine, nine points. They and they are like us, only just missed out on um, on the Champions League last season. They are a, a, you know, a strong team. We weren't playing a, a Zoya Luhanski. You know, we were playing playing one of the big boys of Italian and European football, and for vast parts of that game we made them look like Norwich yeah yeah we did and it just shows where we've come as a team not just mm. how we've improved it going forward because obviously been having the luxury to to be satisfied and happy and content with the midfield and then chuck on Tillemans and Madison you know shows how a how far the club's come and b just shows that we're able to match us with the best I would argue Chris that Leicester City fans have been Privy, privet over the last few seasons to, and well, we'll eventually see nine different teams compete at the King Power Stadium. You're talking uh, Club Bruges, you're talking Porto, you, you're talking um, God, the, the, the teams have gone from my name. That you're talking Copenhagen, you're talking uh, teams around our group. The last season, Seville. Yeah, Seville. If you're talking all the teams that come to King Power through this European competition, you know, in terms of quality, they're second only, in my opinion, to, on paper, they're, they're second only to Atletico Madrid. You know, in terms yeah. of team, team quality that have come and played at the King Power. And I'm talking the Atletico Madrid that played us in the Champions League, not the UEFA Cup one, because there's a reason Atletico Madrid back then were only in the UEFA Cup qualifying match. They weren't the Giants to behold as, as, as such in yeah. a weird way back then. Yeah. But yeah, and I think we did really well. Yeah, it stings. It's a bit of a sucker punch. Makes you feel as sick as a pig that we'll turn up and lost the game. But at least we didn't lose the game. No, and again, I mean, I said this to my son. This is, this is where we've come as a team that we were disappointed with with that, you know, the Leicester of a few years ago would have bitten your hand off for, for that. And yeah. I think for me, we didn't lose. Uh, we didn't do a Celtic. Uh, we didn't do apologies if any Man United fans are watching. We didn't do a Man United. Exactly, exactly you know. mate. We're moaning that we just some fans are moaning we're drawing two two with Napoli. You've just listed three results there that were worse off than us. You could Rangers, even argue Rangers lost Rangers. today. Yeah, Rangers lost today. I mean, you know, Spurs, Spurs got a draw, and Spurs in are in, in in the Conference League. You know, oh. uh, West Ham were the only ones I think that got a win today. Um, hit the nail on the head there, Chris. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, it, it, I'm, as I say, I, I was, but it did. I did feel gutted at the end because you know the the problem we got is, and and I don't agree with this, and I've said this many many times. The top team goes through, and there's only the top team goes through. We will, if we finish second, we will um, be drawn against one of the Champions League teams that's dropped down. Yeah. Whether that is fair or not is for people to decide, but that's how they've made the rules these days. I don't think it's fair. I think if you're knocked out, I mean, we could, if we finish third in our group, I think we go down to the 
conference. And I don't agree with that because it's it's saying, well, you failed, but we'll give you another chance, you know. But, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> so... We might. I mean, the last game we play out of the the the, um, the six uh, group games is away to Napoli. I'm not looking forward to that. And at the end, we may look back on this and think, oh, you know, it was a point thrown away. But we've got to think we we were second seeds in this group. You know, Napoli are Napoli. They are the favourites. And like I say, at time for me. Let's take the whole thing, the, not just the scoreline, but the performance as well. And that, if if we play like we played today, there's not going to be many teams that are going to take points off us this season. No, no, there's not. And there's no reason on the back of that performance, especially when you remember, I think the return leg in Napoli will be in December, if yeah. I'm right thinking. That's a yeah. long way away. That means we've got the other two teams in our group who are still not going to be the easiest opponents, but where you're expecting to get your maximum points from uh, are probably coming up home and away. So, you know, Napoli showed signs that they can be beaten. We've shown signs that if you come at us, you probably scare us a little bit at, at this moment. But I would hasten to say that over the next couple of games, if the back four's got its fitness up, and that's that's kind of the end of it with Evans and, and whatnot playing to today and, and Solentu coming on, etc. Uh, I, I, I'm hoping we're going to start seeing a steadier 11. Um, results in the league will also help if we can match our performance again, mm-hmm. like I asked us to tonight, which I think we did. I think you were right in saying what you said about it matched the performance and the effort that we showed, uh, not just going forward, but resolute at the back at times. Mm-hmm. Um you know, if we can take that into Brighton, then we'll have the results to go on it. By the time we come to Napoli, if we can do the other two teams home and away and Napoli slip up, the pressure's on them because a draw wouldn't be good enough for them in that case. And then it would go down to an average score. That's one thing I don't like because I don't know how that would go decided. If we if we say that Leicester win their other four games and Napoli do the same, and then in the game at Napoli ends one all. I don't know how it's decided. Is it, is it then going down to some stupid away goals? Because I know it's done on record, which, you know, Leicester will hopefully not look back up and go, oh, we've just seen out a 2 1 win. Yeah, be- I don't know. I don't know at all. Uh, just I to say, um, thanks to Josh for popping on his internet. He's having trouble with his internet. I don't think he'll be getting back on. So, mate, thanks very much. And I'll see yeah, you tomorrow. Cool for the uh, Brighton preview. Um so we're going to we're going to have a look at the game and then we're going to have a look at um the substitutions and then we'll have a look at, at the new signings. Uh but like I say it was a good start. Um yeah. You know at the, at the end of the day Perez had to be there and how often have we seen it where we're in the box and there's nobody for us to pass to, you know, but he, he got into the box. So fair play to him. He scored the goal. And in fairness, I mean, I, I did make the promise that, you know, this season I wasn't going to get onto, um, onto Perez's back because whatever it is at the end of the day, Brendan picks him. So it was a great start nine minutes in and it's yeah. one nil. Thank you very much. Uh, and then, um, we managed to hold on. We got past half time without conceding the goal, which is normally sort of Leicester's uh, way of playing. Um, yeah. 64 minutes, 2 0 up, Harvey Barnes. Yeah, it could have been 2 0 a little bit earlier. 
Yeah. Um, but it seemed to be the case with Leicester. He somehow missed that chance. And I say somehow, I know the keeper saved it, but he, I, I feel that Harvey Barnes could have done better. And he did show he could have done better by the way he finished the goal that he eventually got on that point. And with everything that was going on with the game, and, and, and to be fair, Napoli had their tails up. They were obviously sensing if they could use the momentum of their, the way they ended the first half, that they could get themselves level. Um, and kind of, that's that's maybe where, if you're a Napoli fan, and I know we had one on the, the, the show uh, yesterday, didn't we, Chris, who yeah. came on and gave her opinions. Check that out if you want to hear a Napoli fan um, before the game. Uh, and... Yeah, you could probably feel if you was a Napoli fan, you'd be sat there feeling our oh, done by. You know, your team came in at half time, yes, one nil down, but you was on top and you'd started the second half fairly well. Then all of a sudden, after an offside call, um, stops you being two nil down, your team don't switch on and, and Leicester find themselves two nil up, which was great for Leicester fans. But you must have been pinching yourselves a little bit at that point because I know I was, I was kind of half dazed when it hit the back of the net. I was kind of like, yeah, really hell. And that's been a bit under the collar, but we'll take it. Kind of felt like that was a little bit of karma going, that's for not quite allowing you the draw at Man City for your efforts sort of thing. Kind yeah. of felt like that. Did you um, think that Daka's goal, was it the right VAR decision? It took him a while. Yeah, and that's normally a bad sign. Um, I thought the rule had changed. And I was spoke did. about it beforehand. Yeah, yeah. I thought the world had changed. It was kind of like I don't know if you know this, Chris. I might have mentioned it a few times on this channel, but a certain sport called cricket have this rule where if it's a very, very tight decision and the umpires decided it's not out or it's out, it goes to a thing called umpires call. They kind of that's suggesting that the umpires are human and he's allowed to deviate whether he thinks that is or not. Mm. I thought that was sort of the implication of this new rule being brought in. Um, it took me three replays to actually even notice that his boot might have slightly been offside by a hair. But if they're going off anything else and his shoulder, I've never known, or his arm, I've never known anyone to score their arm before in any count. So if it's that, I don't know why it's got. But I thought they were supposed to be giving the, the advantage to the strikers this season. Or have I, I, have I, have I made that up? I, I don't think that's how they'd like it being worded. I don't think they ever like the terminology of advantage towards a player because it insinuates... No, no, but you, you know what I mean, though. Yeah, you know I think I mean. it's more a leeway on human error. If you want the humans mm. to stay in the game, i.e. as the officials, then you've got to account for human going, yeah, but if I did this with it and from that angle it's on, from that angle it's actually off. Okay, yeah, the referee didn't, the, the official didn't flag it, the referee didn't call it, we're going to award the goal. I think fans would be happier because they're getting the entertainment at football and it stops, in the nicest way, it stops defenders less resting on the laurels. How many goals have you seen mm. either given a defender looks like an idiot because he hasn't stepped up just enough, or their arts in the mouth are going off. Oh, and Christ, his big toe was the size big yes. my eel. Yeah. It looked right in football. Football's lost that edge. Yeah, and I do feel Fox that... there. Yeah, you should. If you were in, in earlier, go back at the end and, and watch us. We we did have. Well, I, I certainly do. We had a rant. Well, we all had a rant about the ref. We had a ref's yeah. rant moment. Um, yeah. and he says we, we were robbed. I mean, so two nil up. And for five minutes, I was I had I had discovered my Viagra. 
you know, I, it was 2 0 up against Napoli. Is this true? I, I couldn't see any other result than three points for, for the Foxes. But five minutes, they got one back. Uh, you know, what they're one of the most expensive signings. He did the business for them. Yeah, and that kind of summed it up. And it's Odderman. I just remembered how you pronounce his name. I heard it myself in my head when I finished Odderman. The goal summed up Napoli's look they've been getting. They've been getting every decision. They've been getting every referee in and, and flagged their way and whatnot. I'm tired of talking about it, but I we, that's just our job. We're calling it as it is. Um, and then a bounce that was a deflection that was a loopy header lands in his feet. Now, look wrong. It's a brilliant touch. It's an absolute impeccable, if not filthy, disgusting little dink over Casper from that close in to score the goal. But for anyone that's played FIFA, right, I haven't played for six months because I got rid of it for this reason. If you've ever played FIFA or a, a game like that, Chris, you know, this is like maybe your Sega Mega Drives for yourself. Uh, or a <laughs> be, be careful, old, yeah. old Jesus. You're a bit older than me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I used to play sandstick football back in my yes. day. But you know when you just feel like... Well, I, used, I used to play blow football. At least that's what I told the wife it was. <laughs> yeah, well, that's for another channel. Um, but but no, but you ever, you ever played a game and had a situation with that in your life and you just feel like, fuck oh, me, this game just doesn't want me to win. It just doesn't yeah. want me to happen. And you just felt like it was a, and it's a coin of phrase for anyone who's a FIFA 21 fan will know, it had the complete momentum shift that you normally see every game you play on FIFA. Because as soon as that seemed to bounce its way off 65 million deflections and land at his feet for him to dink it over Casper, I think you felt a disturbance in the force. Now we can get copyright for that. I take that back. What I meant to say was, he felt a change in, in momentum <laughs> in the game. And unfortunately... The lady looked and smiled down on Leicester and questions about the defending for the cross into the box, but he got his head on it. And, and in the end, we couldn't quite get the three points that we were looking like getting after the second goal winning from half advance. But, you know, like I said, taking on the York, taking on the, the bookies' favourites and not losing the game it was probably everybody's safe bet for today. So... Yes. Take it as it is. Apparently, JJ's just saying here, and I've just checked it, um, apparently fans were throwing missiles at each other after the game. Yep. Uh, fan violence. Leicester and Napoli fans in bus stop with bottles thrown and police involved. An entertaining match between Leicester and Napoli descended into chaos in the stands at the final whistle. Yeah. Fans climbed over safety netting to attack each other. And when police intervened, they begun, began launching bottles instead. Do you know what? How long have we not been allowed to go and watch football? And these brainless idiots, when they finally get back in and are able to watch it, to go and do this. And that's whether you're Italian or English, because I'm sure yeah. it was six of one and a half dozen of the other. Yeah, and not not to make light of the situation, but I guarantee you, our lot get the book thrown at them, and their lot won't if it's yeah. their official warning the judge in, just to kind of put a bit of a tongue in cheek the situation. But you're right, Chris. Don't don't ruin the experience. Mm. Ten years away from the football club, you're supposed to be a diehard fan of. Don't ruin it. 
lifetime ban is it worth it of course it's not yeah you might have said something to you in italian and you might have said something and if you're an, if you're an italian napoli fan for whatever reason watching this might have been like chris said six one half a dozen the other there's never an excuse to react because one moment of stupidity is going to cost you the joy that someone would snap their arm off to to have been there tonight yeah you represent um... the club when you go to that game you think there's a million and one cameras on the players well they're on you as well and you know what social media is like to anyone on here do not do it do not let the anger and the occasion get the better of you yeah apparently an appeal was went out of the king power speaker system asking fans to respect your club by moving away from the segregation line uh, it was not clear how the violence started although uh, Cullerton Fox said there they were fighting amongst themselves. Um, but uh, we were generally well behaved for the 90 minutes. But I'm sure I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll wake up to yeah. more about that in the morning if Sky can fit it in between the fact that Man United yeah. played. Um, did I say that out loud then? <laughs> so we, we, we got 2-2. Um, and indeed, I think he's going to miss one game. I, I read somebody said earlier. I don't know how whether that's one it's or three. Second, it's the second bookable, so only, he should only miss one thing. How it was second bookable, I don't know. This is the. It was one of the tackles that I watched, and I don't. I don't think the Napoli players went all up in arms. You know what I mean? I mean, not 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 to bring the elephant back into the room with the official, but. I, I, I'm still pretty certain that when he made that challenge, the Napoli players were like, free kick, yay. Oh, you said, and as if indeed he was like, no, let me guess, you're going to book me for that. Oh, of course, you're not. Yeah, excuse my French, but of course, you're as you know, you could see the look on that, indeed, as if you go, yeah, whatever, ref, you probably, oh, of course, you're going to book me. And it, it, that's the most frustrating thing that's come out tonight is we've lost a player, a very crucial player, for our next tie. Mm. For nothing, and it's not like it was a reckless challenge, and he deserved the second yellow. Please, somebody tell me what indeed he did that warranted a yellow card. I'm not saying it wasn't a foul or there wasn't enough contact to give a free kick for a soft one, but I don't think there was anything that suggested that's a second yellow, and there's no. nothing less to do about it. I, These I, I, need what, to be investigated. From what I saw, it looked like he pulled him back on his arm, but you don't know because you know you touch these these, these European players and they fall down. Um, yeah. And but it, but it wasn't a yellow card any other time, and it certainly wasn't. Yeah, a yellow well, card do, it, oh. ninety-four minutes into a ninety-five-minute game, my, you know, do you have to do that? I mean, any other I, ref, I think that that wasn't a, an idiot. Would probably have said, "Oh, you know, it was the last minute, and probably have blown for the yeah. end of the game." But this referee, and I think he was just one of these that said, "Like, I'm the ref. You're gonna, you're gonna see, you're gonna see more of me than than the team." But uh, he went like this. He went like this. He went, "I'll just brighten myself up, put the attention around me." Tell you what, yes. he reminds me of. Do you remember yeah. the West Ham game? Um, I think it was when we won the league and we drew two all, and John Moss was the ref. Yeah, and he went about making the whole game the John Moss show. Yes, uh, that was yeah. my honest opinions of it when I was doing that season and that it was John Moss, you know, show, and yeah. I felt like yeah. the referee was that tonight. It was all about him. He couldn't let it go, could he? Because like that, that said though, he let that, something go. That said, we've lost Indeedy. Um, very handy. Samori well. should fit in there very nicely, um, but we haven't got Mendy. 
Um, no, no, he's not in I, the squad, I and I know it. that's that's down to the fact that we we've had to include Chowdhury, I believe, because we've got to have so many homegrown players, and it it gets quite complicated. Though, so at this point, he can't. But we've got Samari in there. Uh, it's not the loss that it would have been last season, I don't think. You know, but no, um, no. but let, let's have a look then uh, before we go on to this. Let's have a look at the subs because. Oh. Everybody's been saying it, 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 there were some strange substitutes going on. Uh, half time, Evans went off, and I must admit, I, I could understand Evans going off because he, I noticed a couple of times he was really done for pace. Yeah, yeah struggling yeah. to get back, and and of course, it you know it was his first, probably well, it was his first start since he'd been injured. Perez. Somebody was saying earlier, it was, you know, you couldn't understand why Perez was taken off. Um, but, you know, <laughs> Tillemans came on. That's not a bad swap. So, half-time, he made those changes. Do you think they were at the right time, right changes? I mean, I think you could have maybe afforded to go 10, 15 minutes. Mm. I think maybe you could have let Soyuncu and that run get themselves a bit fitter. I don't know. I don't, obviously, we don't know how they prepare and change the rooms. They might have gone down the tunnel earlier and started getting themselves ready, knowing they were going to come on at halftime. But for me, I, I'm not the biggest fan of changing something at halftime unless it's tactical for a formation thing, which Perez seemed to be, I guess, coming off for who he came off for. Um, it seems to be a, a system change, or it's an injury. Mm. I, I, I know well, Evans. You're saying Evans, Evans went off because of his foot flared up again. So you know, you totally well, understand if that's that. The case, fair enough, I you can know. understand. The but also, like I say, he was being caught for pace a lot of time. So again, even whether it was that or tactical, I think that was right. Perez, yes, he scored the goal, but so often he gives the ball away, and that's you know. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to start on that. Um, Lookman coming on for Dakar. I was surprised Dakar went off because he was unlucky with his goal. But I think what well, well, we'll come on. We'll come on to that later. But again, did you did you think that was a good a good a good swap? It's 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 a weird one. I was half expecting Inyacho to be honest with mm. you. I thought I had a good yeah. game. By the way, I've seen some strange mm. comments around saying in the actual was selfish at times, but the greatest respect these people were always saying he never passed the Dakar and their names suggest that they was in Barbian or a very big fan of Dakar because a lot of comments were along that nature. I personally don't think he was selfish. I think both of them had a good game. Um you know in in the actual plays it into um uh, oh god, some of my brain's gone to mush, mate. Trying to think of how it all built up, but yeah, I, I thought maybe Iniacho was the one, maybe just because Daka took a while to get going. I'll admit, yeah. he, he was a bit feeling his way in, which you expected, but but he looked good, didn't he? He did look good, yeah. he looked quick. He's gonna have to get used to the muscle, um, because sometimes you could claim he went down a bit too easy again mm. without bringing me back into it. Yes. They got decisions we didn't. 
but he won't get away with that in the Premiership. That won't be a free kick in the Premiership. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That's sort all. Of, but apart from that, you know, he looked really flared up. Mm. He looked really riled when he had seen that his first goal for Leicester had been taken away from him by the barest of margins, a coin New Zealand commentator once said. Um, you know, and he looked to get around a bit more. Yeah. Wrong personnel, but I thought the sub made the most sense. The and one then that Madison onto Samari. Yeah, this is the one that didn't. That didn't make any sense to me. Well, just, I mean, so he was on the yellow card, but he was the only. Well, uh, he was the only player that was on yellow that was that was taken off. The problem is, as well as you look at the players that play in the position that you're going to put Madison up, uh, on for, you've just brought Tillemans on. Samore and Ndide are having a great game. Unless you're going to revert to one up front and play him as a shadow striker or something, you're not going to take anyone like Barnes off um, for him it, and play him on the left wing. You're not going to do that without Daka there. So, unfortunately, it was between him and Ndidi, and I think he'd have found it less more strange had he taken Ndidi off for him because um, they were both on a yellow. Unfortunately, one came off and won't miss either game, and one was sent off in, yeah. in, 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 in the strangest of circumstances. Um, Vardy on 87 minutes, was it worth bringing him on? Look at the dice. It's Vardy, yeah. let's face it. It's Jamie Vardy. And, you know, every club says they have one, but we definitely have a, a footballing legend in our side and Vardy. We've had him there mm. and, you know, doing, doing what he's done for years. At the end of the day, with 10 men or not, a ball that bounces into him, Tillemans plays a 45-yard through ball. There's only one man you realistically, even with our expectations on on, on Daka and, and what we know Ineatro is capable of, if you're telling me that Tillemans in the 88th minute cuts out an attack and plays the ball forward 30 yards between two defenders. There's only one Leicester City striker you want on the end of it, and it's 34-year-old Jamie Vardy. Didn't happen, yeah. but it was always worth a go. I can see why he brought him on. Yeah. Right. Well, we are going to have a look very quickly at um, the 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 new signings um, that, that we made, and we'll do that straight after this. <laughs> On Leicester Till I Die TV. Please press those buttons on YouTube for more Leicester City content. Right, so the one that, we'll start with the one that I think for me was the player of the preseason, and I think he could be the surprise star of signing for us, Ryan Bertrand. And I thought. I cringed a bit when he went down injured and he took that ball straight to his knee. But uh, I think he had a very good game. Yeah, I think he did. I think, you know, we've said it before. A lot of fans of other clubs have said it as well and they're still saying it now. Um, despite what you may suggest has been a different start to the season, um, you know, that Leicester have had the better one of the better transfer windows probably in our history, one of the best ones in terms of getting all pretty much 
the areas we were hoping to get. Um, you know, there's not just the, the, the depth, but the quality of the depth as well. Uh, and Bertrand's been another one that you could add in to tick, start to probably tick off already as, as a Leicester absolute steal, getting him for nothing. He's very assured of himself. He's very comfortable on the ball. Um, doesn't doesn't mind when he gets, you know, a bit under the collar, being put under pressure, he seems to work a pass out. All round, another bit of brilliant business. Check, yeah. check that one in the Leicester scouting team slash manager for that one because yeah. again, like his counterpart from from the same club, Vestergaard, another solid yeah. performance from a, a bloke that we got for fifteen million in the wake of a leg breaking in a friendly. But you know, again, we're not we're not mentioning that these foreign sides are dirty or or a bit easy. <laughs> Easier than a not that um, often. Not that often. Yeah, uh, I thought Vestergaard had a a reasonable game. Yeah, I, like I said, I don't think any of the centre backs actually had a bad game. In fact, all across the back four, right across to Castagne, who made that pivotal block in the first half. Yeah. I believe it was one 0 Let's not forget that as well. I think the back four and the subs had a great game that mm. came on. It's, yeah. you know, they were very solid. They were throwing the bodies in the line. Sod all you can do about the way that that first goal comes about. You have to tip, like I said, you have to tip your hat off to him. The control to score it from that angle, the way he did it. You, you can't stop that. It's just no. one of them. It's God's law. It's ended up on his feet. Um, and and then you what, sorry? So I was going to say Samari in the middle. Um yeah. My son made the point, uh, and it was a good. I thought a good point actually. That um, I say that because I know he's not watching. But it's uh, uh, Samari kind of got better the the more he went into the game at the start, and that's maybe you know he's a little bit ring rusty, as they say. You know, he's a bit sort of you know it was his first sort of full full game. You know, well until he was taken off, um, but he wasn't. Producing the balls that were, you know, he wasn't going forward with the balls, and his passes were, were, were across more than forward. But as he went on to the game, and he, I think he got the confidence and he settled in again. I thought he had an excellent game. Yeah, again, not too dissimilar to uh, to, to Dakar. He seemed a bit tentative at times, but near the end of the game, especially the last 15, 20 minutes of his performance. You know, you you noticed he was coming right into his element. I mean, I noticed a few moments in, in, in a five-minute spell where Leicester's one-touch passing was something to be held yes. in awe. I mean, there was yeah. one way it was like it was like Bertrand into Barnes who gave it to Samore and Samore just turned and you know almost turned to the ball and passed it straight into his into Iniatro's passive and Turn it round, and you know, and it, it was like watching Arsenal. I mean, I mean, Brazil. <laughs> yeah, it was at times, and they were the good moments. They were the moments where you go, "That's the Leicester that when they get going, and yeah. they settled in." And it, maybe this is it. I think. I think sometimes you know you could use the tortoise and the hare, and you know, in this situation, that Leicester have had a slow start in returns, and maybe not got the results they were hoping. You know, in certain cases, i.e. the Manchester City performance didn't get the result. Napoli kind of got the result, but didn't, you know, in the way the game went and it panned out in the end and how it did. But, 
you can see that if the engine fully gets the pistons are all going and you've got your backup pistons on the bench that are ready to come in and and and, and the cogs and yeah. they're ready to come in at the level what we've seen from Dakar and Samora especially is they're up to pace near enough, aren't they? They're near enough oh. there because you can't just have 20 minutes of okay football and 20 minutes of brilliant football without having some confidence around from 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 the way you're playing as a team. You can see there's a good connection there. Um, I want to ask about um, Dakar and whether I am being a little bit unfair here because... There was at times when he got the ball and was running at the the the, uh, the Napoli defence, and I was expecting him, Ala Forest Gump, to suddenly just break away and leave the Lazio defenders in his wake, and they weren't. He, you know, he wasn't doing that. And I'm looking, and I turned to my son, and he, I said, I, where, 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 where's the pace? I, I'm probably being totally unfair, and it's probably the fact that he was just up against a very fast Napoli defender as well. But I, you know, I, I expected him to literally sort of be like the flash, you know, straight through. Yeah, uh, yeah and, and let's not forget, I think he's 21, 22, is he? I, I know he's not all that old, is he? He's not mm. old at all in terms of that. Let's not forget that YouTube is a great flatterer and remember that he has mm. just come um, you know, from the Austrian league, which is not a bad thing. I'm not I'm not certainly haven't. We've seen talents come mm. from there. He's played with a certain blonde haired bombshell in, in Haaland. So and he's played in the Champions League and competitions like this before. So we knew mm. what to expect of him and we knew he could do it at this level. But again, this was one of them where it was his first start for Leicester. This was the first real chance and it was against, as we've said many times on this show uh, uh, tonight already, it was against one of the best sides currently in this competition. You yeah. could argue if, if the teams that are finishing third in the Champions League are coming down, they're probably of lesser quality than Napoli unless there's a shock in one of the groups anyway. Yeah. So even if the tournament progresses and, and both Napoli and Leicester make it out of the group stages, either way, first or second, they're probably still going to be one of, if not still the strongest side, depending on who it is that drops down from the Champions League. And we saw glimpses of what he could do. A bit Nacho-esque, remember his first couple of games were a bit shaky. He did seem to get the ball stuck under his feet a bit. But once he got going and once he got that crowd noise really behind him and they could feel that Leicester were controlling that game for 10, 15 minutes in the second half, especially when they did eventually get that goal after his was disallowed. Yeah. Just for that, like, 10 minutes before it and the five minutes afterwards, well, pretty much literally up until Napoli scored, the game in the second half was even, and Leicester were probably edging it. You felt he came into it and you started to see flares of it. I think Brendan has a nice headache as well going into the Brighton game on Sunday because... He already knows he hasn't got Perez because he carries another two games from his suspension at West Ham. Um, so he's going to have to either change his system, which we'll probably see Daka come to in the, at some point, uh, or in Iacho with Vardy or something will happen. You're going to see Lutman. And, it's you know, he's, he's got a nice run of a team mm. and a performance to know that for the next couple of games, we're not sat here going... Oh no! What about Ndidi for this next game in the champ in the Europa League? Or what about 
not having so-and-so, and what if he gets injured? We've seen enough from everybody tonight that even though the result hasn't quite gone the way we was hoping, the performances we've ended up seeing over the entirety of their time on the pitch, whether it's 45 minutes, 90 minutes or an hour or whatever it was, I, I think we've seen enough from everybody to go they at least had something about them at, at points that were p promising and positive. Going back to, you mentioned him there, Luckman, and I'm trying not to get too excited uh, because we, we kind of did that with Genghis Under and, and look what, what happened there. Um, yeah. But, yeah, okay, we, we know about the penalty and he, I don't think he, he, he would do that again. I think he's done that. He's got it out yeah. of his system, etc. But, again, I thought, he, I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to maybe see him start on uh, on Sunday. No, there's there's a, there's a very good chance. Like I said, it all depends on what Brendan Rogers' healthy headache he decides to mm. do. Does he fix in the system of the four four two, which it started out as it seemed by the system? It might have gone into a four three one three or something weird. I don't know, but it, on the basis of the team sheet and the way they seem to line out, it was definitely seemed to be a four four two. And you'd say the natural fit if he's to play on that right side. Is going to be Lutman, um, with all the respect uh, and admiration of Mark Albrighton. I think he's coming towards the point where he's more of a, dare I say, Christian Fuchs feature. Super I think you bring, bring um, him on yeah, for the last 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, in case yeah. of emergency, break out the Albrighton. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe how he comes for this season, which... You know what, maybe he deserves a little vacation on the pitch where he makes 20 minutes, 15 minute cameos and cut starts where he's, you know, warranted earning a bit of rest time and going, someone else will do it because I can't play for you. I can't play forever sort of thing, especially as we know, Chris, on the wing, it's a demanding job. Um, you've got to be up and down the pitch, especially in today's game. It's not just about your attack work. You know, in the 90s, especially, Chris, an area that we're both fond and familiar of as Leicester fans and as supporters of the club. You know, we were maybe forgiven for maybe having players that played on the left and right, and we weren't expecting them to tra track back and do the defensive work. Now, a player like Albrighton sometimes gets to stick because he knackers out after 50, 60 minutes because he's up on the wing, tracking yeah. back. And you can Look see at Okazaki. He, he, only, he yeah. never got past the 60th minute, did he? But I've no. got to say, we just it's just coming in now. We have actually got Brendan Rodgers' reaction to the referee this evening. Be serious, man. You cannot be serious. <laughs> I just I'll, had to just had to get all, that in. All, all I will say on to any Foxes fan, especially ones that's not old enough to maybe remember, please go to YouTube and type in Leicester City versus Atletico Madrid 98. And try and find, or if you can find the season review for that season, it'll be the, I believe it'll be the 98-99 season. It'll be the review for. And wait, just wait until we get Atletico Madrid at home if you find it on YouTube. Yeah, right? Maybe skip to the cup tie game at home and just listen to Martin O'Neill's beautiful summary of the ref and then tell me that doesn't sum up this referee's performance. Mm, indeed. Like it in that indeed. one. 
You know, I, I, I'm not encouraging abuse towards officials. All I'm saying is maybe if you want to educate what our actual opinions may be on this referee, listen to Martin. You can't argue with a Leicester legend. Listen to him. Unbelievable, Jeff! Yeah. For those old <laughs> enough, they'll know what we're on about without me saying, but if you're not, go and check it out. You'll understand the events and frustrations of maybe what we want to say. Thanks for joining us, Cullerton Fox. Good night and sleep tight. Um, don't let the bed bugs bite. Um, right, it is time when we'll have a look. And um, I don't often disagree with Alan Bennett, who does the, the man of the match, but I might have to disagree with a lot of what he says. It's coming up to midnight, and I'm going to turn into a pumpkin soon. So we'll uh, we'll just quickly do the, uh, the the ratings and the man of the match. Um, and don't you dare say I already am a pumpkin. Um, <laughs> I've told you, you only call me that when we're alone. I was, I was um, going to say one of your ugly stepsisters, but you know. <laughs> That's more like it. That's more like it. I won't deny it. Um, unsurprisingly, Ozzyman if that's how you pronounce it, was the overall BBC man of the match. Um, this is where the, the, the fans vote on it. Yeah. Um, Alan Bennett, God bless him, straight out the ground, gets the signal, does um, man of the match for us and rates the team and rates Brendan's performance as well. You know what's coming, I think, Brad, because you probably saw yeah. it up earlier. Um, he's gone here... For Indeedy as man of the match, he's given the manager six out of ten. He's given the team seven out of ten. I've got to be honest with you, Alan. I can say I, I, I'm. It's all about opinions, and that's your opinions, and I respect your opinions because you you were there. You were at the match, watching it as I did on, on BT. I I don't think I would agree with. Any of those, but what, what, what about you, Brad? I mean, I can see where the seven for the players comes in because it's always deflating, no matter the like we mm. said, Chris, no matter who it is. I, I don't know if we've said it on here, if I said it backstage, um, so I'll repeat it anyway. But you don't care if you're a conference side and you turn up against you know Real Madrid in the Champions yeah. League final, you expect to win that game as a mentality, as a fan, you always do, so you know. The, I think the seven probably for the players is is, is actually right. Um, I don't think it, it wasn't like well, not way out. Know. I mean, in fairness for the players, I would be um, I I would probably give it an eight. I, I just think at yeah. times they were yeah, it was magical to watch against yeah. the opposition that we we're up against. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I could see if he'd have given an eight or a seven, I can see why both scores, either score would have been given. Because I will say there wasn't like there was an out and out error that led to their goal. It wasn't anything of Leicester's own doing. The first one, Sod's ball. I ain't talking about the goal anymore. I'm just saying that the way he got to him was Sod's bloody law. You know, second goal, you could argue, switched off a little bit, didn't get into him enough, but the kid's got a good lead. He's a good player. He's clearly their standout player. 
Um, I think the manager, again, I think people have got to start seeing the bigger picture. With a better depth and quality, right? These players, right? These Samores, French champion, signed from. These Pats and Dakers, right? Who, okay, Brandon has already stated he's not going to be jumping and chucking him in at the deep end. Fair enough. You know, these players haven't come here and been told, right, by the way, lads, right, sign this contract, come play for Leicester because we can guarantee you 15, 20 minutes every so often because we don't think you're good enough to play. No, what comes is, is, a, is an agent and a player sits down with our, our staff and goes, right, I want to come in and I want to be, and I, I, I'm going to compete and expect, and my belief is I've got the ability to be a regular in your first team, Mr. Rogers, and I think I'm worth this much week. And I think I'm worth this, you know, these bonuses. I think I can achieve these, so I want this, right? And what that means is you've got to find a way to get these four, five players in and out of that first team at a good enough re level to not just integrate them and get them used to the pace of the, mm -hmm. the football in England, the style of players, the team that he's, currently in, he's now signing and playing for, but you've also got to get fitnesses up of returning players. Of, of <laughs> not... This you is know, uh, this is Brad Short answer, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, my long answer is in the three-hour live stream that I'm doing on my own in the corner <laughs> of that room. Um, but no, I, I think the balance is what Rogers yeah. is still trying to find. We've got injuries, yeah. we've got new players. You can't just expect it to just be, here's an 11 for the Premiership, here's an 11 for Europe. No, these players have come yeah. to sign for Leicester, wanting to make an impact and playing in all competitions. There ain't no JB, in, in, oh, J, yeah, sorry, JB here. I think I think you're playing wind up here. The manager gets the three, the team gets the two. I think uh, you you may have been watching Arsenal. I think he was watching the young boys beat uh, Manchester United. Not a sentence I ever thought I'd end up saying, but there we go. <laughs> Brookline, oh. I think I think we need to say that probably JB was on drugs and probably needs testing on that one. Uh, Brookline has gone for Barnes. And in fairness, Barnes did get the... the, 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 the um, I'd probably go for Barnes. He got the BBC one as well, uh, not too far behind Osman. Uh, I've probably got to go again for Schmeichel because he made a couple of really good saves. And I would have to... I say give the players eight because at times, given the opposition who they're playing, they look sublime. I'd probably have to give Rogers an eight as well because yeah. we're not just judging it on substitutions. And, you know, substitutions, let's be honest with you, you know, he puts a sub on, he gets in the right place at the right time, he scores a goal within two seconds, and it, it's a masterstroke. Um, oh. You know, but... He went with a team, because, and I, I was demanding changes from Manchester. I said, you know, we've got to keep the team fresh. We've got to, you know, start giving these players we've signed, you know, football. And, then, you know, we've not paid 30, 40 million for players to just play in the Caribou Cup. And he did that. He was brave. You know, he went, you know, not for the single striker again up front. You know, we had Inacho, we had Dakar on. Um and I just thought, I looked at that and I thought, yeah, do you know what? I think you, 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 you've you done well there, Brendan. Uh, yeah. Substitutions, 
it is all about opinions. And I do get, I do get what, um, and I have to respect uh, Alan's match because Alan is, Alan is doing this from the stands. And in yeah. fairness, you will see a hell of a lot more from the stands than you do from the TV set or the radio set. Of course you yeah. do. You know, and the fans you, don't get the pleasure of the replays like we do for certain no, incidents. And we, no. you know, may, maybe we're blessed a little bit that when it's good yeah. and the ball's out yeah. of play, they're sat yeah. there waiting for the coach to pick his finger out of his bum hole and pass the ball back, yeah. and there's an injury take 10 minutes. And if you're a German coach, replay, spell it as well. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> we're sat here watching it on the telly, getting replay of Barnes's goal or or Osman or Osman's or Desmond Tutu's or whatever his name is, his goal <laughs> or you know whatever we you know we get the luxury of being spoiled with the, the highlights yeah. within the ninety minutes of the yeah. game. So we I, you know, we do. And I, 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 think I, do. I think the man of the match is probably a mixture of a few because there wasn't any real standout performances. There no. was just very good performances all the way through for me. Um, mm. Bertrand for me was in for a shout. Castagne yeah. was in for a shout. I, Bond, I, I, I think it was, it was very much game. in for a shout. Yeah, there was a lot of good games, good performances. Mm. And again, if we now take that into Sunday, and we, you know, we get we get we get three points on the board on the league. By the time the Europa League rolls around again, we'll have to contend with being away from home, but against a side that they did be expecting it. If you can maintain that level. Of playing, whilst improving what we do in the middle, I don't see why Leicester can't have a very healthy September October. Mm. In terms of who we're playing and how they're looking. Yeah, and, and let's not forget as well as Leicester fans, we are sat here talking about playing in a European competition. For the third time in six years, for the second consecutive year, and we are playing against teams, you know, yeah. what what would be more satisfying in a way, a 2-2 against Napoli or a 4-0 against Zoya Luhansk? You know, we, we, we want to play the big teams. This yeah. is what we do. And if we, if we do go that step further this season and, and end up in the top four, we're going to be playing teams like Napoli. Yeah. No freedom in the Champions League by finishing four. We won't get no. none of the, you know, we'll be, we'll be praying for a Napoli in our group come the draw because you could end up with, you could end up with an AC Milan, you could end up with a bloody yeah. Juventus and, and, and then all of a sudden you're hoping you can get second and not drop in the Europa League. I mean, like you said, Chris, Man United had the worst start to, mm. to their group. Tottenham got a draw in a conference competition that apparently they're not even bothered about being in, right? <laughs> Arsenal would have broken both the legs and arms to be playing against Napoli tonight and getting a draw. God, been, I think I think Arsenal fans, to be fair, in their season would have just been happy to play Napoli. Not 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 to see the team probably play decent. Is that, sorry, is that Arsenal playing, playing in Nappies, did you say? I think I misheard you there. Yeah, yeah. But, well, <laughs> Arsenal playing against Napoli in Nappies, whatever, yeah, fine. If that's <laughs> how you want to it, you know, cut, cut that and, and, and view it for later, I don't know. Just so Arsenal could see some decent Arsenal fans could get to see some decent football at their ground this yeah. season. Yeah. There was a lot of teams that envy our position, and let's not forget, like you said, this is the second season that Leicester haven't been envy of your West Ham's, your Everton's, and and that one freak season where Burnley made it in. You know, going, 
you know, them, them three or four seasons, it didn't feel that good, did it, finishing ninth and 14th and 10th. And mm. When we was like, oh, we've not really capitalised on, on that. But where yeah. we are as a club now, absorb every moment for it. If we yeah. get second, we get second. You know what? I don't give us a, a, a rat's backside if we get shafted by, oh, they scored two at your ground and you only drew one over there, so they get mm. first. I don't care. I couldn't even care if it came down to that stupid bollock of a rule. If we come out of this group and put our efforts into it, there's no reason whether we're first or second, whether it's... we could, Well, we could place. actually get a team that's dropped out of the Champions League that is actually worse than a Down team we might yeah. finish at the, the top of their groups. But just to end on that, I mean, JB, I'm so disappointed in Leicester. I ain't going to lie. Uh, I've been awful since we started the season. Again, JB, it's your opinion. I respect your opinion. This is yeah. what football is all about. You know, we all have our opinions. None of us are right. My opinion is no better than Brad's. Brad's is no better than mine. Ours are no better than yours, JB. Just remember, we're four games into the season. We've played West Ham, who uh, did us twice last season. We played Man City, who's pretty much a given game, I think. Most, I mean, I know we got 5-2 last season, but they, they hadn't even start, you know, started and they had no defence at that time. And we did get a few penalties, let's not forget. Um, yes. But, you know, we, we had a good performance against them. And also we, you know, we, we, we played badly against Norwich. We played badly against Wolves. And yes, we were lucky, but we played bad and got six points. So, you know, keep the faith, as they say. Keep the yeah. faith. I know. Um, I mean, it's different that the performances in some of the defeats have been good. Uh, West Ham, it's on a whole different shelf. We write it off completely. Yeah. It, was, it, was like, it, was like, it was like leaving the handbrake on in the car. Uh, putting a handbrake down in the car and forgetting your parts on the hill and you're watching it go into a lake. There's nothing you could do about it. It was done. But the, yeah. despite the results, the other result, you know, the performance against Manchester United and especially for the majority of the performance tonight was... City, yeah. yeah, City and Napoli yeah. tonight. Two performances that are very promising going yeah. forward. Which is why I say try and look in hindsight, even though hindsight is a wonderful thing. JB, I'm going to do my 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 Brad impersonation here because um, when you say Norwich should have got a point, but they didn't. Yeah, then they didn't. Yeah. Wolves, you know, when we played Wolves, we got battered, but we won. You know, and you know, let's let's be honest with you. Yes. Man City battered us. I, I, I liken that to, 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 you know, the film Zulu, where, you know, every time you look up, you know, the Zulus are coming back at you and you think, you know, and then they're coming back at But if, you know, if we had a manager called uh, Jose Mourinho, he would have parked the bus against the team like that. We were lucky not to get the goal with Jamie Vardy. But, you know, keep the faith. We know we say it a lot, but keep the faith. We're only four games in. We're back in Europe. We've just played one of the, the, the in fairness, used to be giants of Europe. Let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy yeah. it. And yes, I was disappointed. I did say, I did feel like I'd left my Viagra downstairs. But, you know, let's, let's, in hindsight now, we've all settled down a bit, enjoy it. Just going to leave you with this thought, Brad. And we know fans are very, very fickle and, 
as Leicester fans, we do seem to like to pick on players. Um, you know, we, we chill well for one season. Um, yeah, but that wasn't for that reason. He really wasn't as impressive as he could be at times. No. Wouldn't it be nice to one. see us play nice football? I thought we played nice football tonight. And there was at times against Man City, we played nice football. Because, yes, they were attacking us, but we got it on the break. But And, yes, you should never boo a player. I'm sorry, I don't care what you say. But that actually, JB, does lead me on to the point that, like I say, Barnes got 710 and was was our Leicester man of the match on the BBC where the fans vote. In fairness, Iozzi Perez got 6.51, and he was fifth best player. Madison got 4.51. Yeah, that's... You know, but then again, Vardy only got 5.07, but then again, Vardy was only on for about three minutes, wasn't he? What, yeah, what could and he that, do? What, you know. What, what, what does that tell you? Um, that's probably another thing I, I would question about tonight. Um, if you're looking at performances to maybe push a player out of the starting 11 for Brighton, um, apart from the obvious one, which would be if he sticks with a right winger, it cannot be Iosi Perez. Mm. Um Obviously, we've already discussed that we'd like to see it be Lukeman, who, yes, I know what you said earlier about comparisons to how Under started, but at least Lukeman looks like he's not got the problem that Under and Perez tend mm. to look like they have, which was he's got a bit of bulk about him. Um, I think the one thing that has been under concern that every Leicester fan has a right to be concerned about would be maybe some more... Uh, Tamori comes in for Madison. I don't know. Maybe a shift in how we do mm. things in that middle of the park needs to change because yeah. in that he's become one of the players that a lot of expectancy is on his shoulder now. To if you're on the bench and we bring you on, we're expecting you to take the game by the scruff of the neck. You're commanding a fee and being reported as the player. In the same breath as as Jack Grealish, your opinions on Jack Grealish aside, in the space of a season and a half, Jack Grealish has gone on to become the same as and then better than Madison. He's the reason, you know, he was picked and for England. You know, there's a reason he moved to Man City for the full value of the hundred million. Madison needs to start turning it on because again, for the fourth or fifth game running. Well, the expectancy and the talent that we know is there, I want a bit more for Madison. Mm. Or he has to lose his position in the eleven mm. for the time being. Yeah. Gonna leave you. Hi Simon. Thanks for joining us at the end here. Um unlucky for you guys tonight. Well, you you got a draw, we got a draw. So we're, uh, we're sat in a pair of drawers. What can I say? I'm going to leave you with this stat because I know you love a little stat here, Brad. So I'm going to leave you with this one. Um, on. 22 shots for Napoli. Only 32% on target. Seven shots for Leicester, but 71% on target. That is a good stat to end on. Brad, yeah. thanks very much, mate. I will see you Sunday evening. Yeah, celebrating three points, hopefully. Hopefully so. Now. Hopefully so. Thanks very much for joining us, mate. I'll see you Sunday. No Stay worries, safe, mate. mate. Thanks a lot. Stay safe. Take care. And cheers, cheers. guys. Bye-bye. Thanks to Brad there uh, joining us 
as always. Uh, he knows what he's talking about. I tell you what, we're going to be back tomorrow again. Next three weeks, we're I look a bit yellow on this. Do I look like I've got jaundice? A bit, hmm, a bit, a bit like a friend's spray tan. Do you remember that, that episode? Anyway, we're back tomorrow, 7 o'clock. If Josh can get his internet working and we will be talking, we will be talking Brighton. Yep. Brighton on Sunday, guys. Two o'clock. Is it on any telly? Probably be on the radio. But at least the FA are being sensible this time. When you play on a Thursday, we'd only play on a Sunday or a Monday. So that's not too bad. 2-2. Two, two. Look, guys. It was Napoli. I said I'd take a draw before the game. I was disappointed. But, you know, let's look. The performance at times was sublime. Yes, at times it wasn't, but you know, no, we're not going to we're not going to be sublime for ninety minutes against the side of Napoli's quality. Enjoy it. We're back in Europe. See you tomorrow night, seven o'clock. Don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Take care. Have a good night. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms. For the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. suggestions or feedback head over right now to twitter and facebook and like share and get involved join us next time Podcast Network. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. 
and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.